This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 238. Hey there, VegZeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode, which is one that is nearing, is this the first episode that's going to, we're, we're a little bit ahead on our production, yes, uh, on our production, as we should be. Yes, this will be the first episode in 2018. All right. Well, in our last episode on New Year, well, the episode that, end, uh, that uh, aired on New Year's Eve, we talked about our goals. Everyone was sharing their health goal, goals. And a lot of people really wanted to do better this year with planning Mm -hmm. and batch cooking on the weekends and that sort of thing. So we actually are doing an episode today on exploring the world of freezer cooking. And this idea was sparked by one of our listeners, Michelle, who left us a voice message. And we're going to play that for you in a bit. But before we get into the main episode, we have a new rating. Yay! Yay! Okay, so this rating is from Keisha Stir, who says, Brilliant Veg Podcast. I have greatly enjoyed listening to the podcast. I listen on my daily lunch walk as I have about four years to catch up on and have enjoyed learning new things and also learning I do know a lot about vegetarian and vegan diets. It's been refreshing to listen and learn. Thank you for being informative and easy listening. I'm very excited to catch up and learn more. I used to be more strongly vegetarian, but with younger kids that came into my life, I eased up. Now that they're older and have learned you eat what is given to you, I've been going back to my vegetarian and vegan ways. I am excited for your inspiration. Thank you, Keisha. That's awesome, Keisha. And I do like that. Oh, we don't have kids, but we, we talked about this in the past where we'd say, you know, if we had kids, it really would be because the way we grew up was you eat what is given to you. Not everybody gets their own. Yeah. I, I don't think children can really make their own best decisions about what they what they eat. I right. mean, with respect to they probably have cereal a lot of the times yeah. if, if left to their own devices. So that's pretty cool. Right. I like that. Right. All right. Are we ready to get into the main topic? I think so. All right. So as mentioned, this idea came from Michelle and we, she was, she left us a voice message, which is really cool because not a lot of people do that. And we really get so excited when we get a new voice message. And if you want to leave us a message just to say hi or have a suggestion, uh, please head out to our website at vegetarianzen.com and a little pop-up will come up on the right-hand side that says leave us a message or something of that Mm. nature. And you can even edit yourself. So if you feel intimidated, don't don't get too hyped up and uh, about if it. If you feel I mean, intimidated, just listen to our early podcast episodes. <laughs> listen to episode <laughs> one of the Vegetarian Zen podcast. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, though, uh, we, we get a few here and there, and they're really cool when we get them. And we do listen to all of them. And when we get suggestions for the show, we definitely bump those up too because we we really appreciate that so let's play the voice message hello larissa and vicky this is michelle and you always say that let us do the research for you so here's one for you i've recently learned about freezer cooking but most of the recipes i've seen are for um meat And I was wondering if you knew or could do some research on a good vegetarian recipes for freezer cooking. 
Thanks a bunch. I really enjoy your podcast and have been a vegetarian approximately a year and really value the information you have to offer. Thanks again. Bye. Okay, so that was Michelle. Thank you again so much, Michelle, for leaving us that message. Right, uh, you sparked a new episode for us. That's right. And so, Michelle, guess what? Chicken butt. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. Vicky got me the most awesome T-shirt for uh, Christmas because I say I say that all the time. I say, guess what? Chicken butt. Uh, and so she actually found, there's a t-shirt that for everything. <laughs> she actually found a t-shirt that says, guess what? And then it has a picture of a chicken and an arrow pointing to the chicken's <laughs> butt. So yeah, that's like my new favorite t-shirt. And um, anyway, so I was that's excited awesome. to be able to get to And she that. had to work that into the show somewhere. Oh, of so. course, of course. Guess what? <laughs> All right. Before we get into really into the meat of this, no pun intended, uh-huh. uh, we wanted to pay a special thank you to our Golden Apple Roundtable. You can say that this episode is brought to you by them be, uh, because they helped us keep the lights on here at Vegetarians. And and I will tell you something else too. They are helping us to buy a new microphone stand because right before <laughs> this episode, it, it just snapped. And I told her, am I getting stronger? Did I just? <laughs> <laughs> it's your freakish strength from all the spinach strength. you eat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just snapped. And, and now this mic stand has been one that we've had since we started podcasting about almost five years ago. But yeah, but we're not really, rock stars. We no, don't go, like, not throw it around the my stage equipment around, and, but geez. that's just wear and tear. But um, still, it, okay. so you guys are going to, I really appreciate that. So you guys not only help to offset some of our media costs every month, which a lot of people don't realize it does cost to keep a show up and running. And uh, so if you are interested in helping to support the show, you can head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen. You will see our page there. And Patreon, for those of you who might not be very familiar with it, is really just a platform for people to like us, like artists or podcasters or different different like musicians and such to uh, set up these campaigns where people can help to support them from a dollar to at different levels, Whatever. ours are a dollar to fifty dollars a month. It's different from GoFundMe because GoFundMe is typically like project. Like if we were putting out a an album or a CD or something, that would be like a GoFundMe project. But this is more ongoing, so we greatly appreciate the folks that contribute to us there. And if you are interested, you can head out to, like I said, Patreon.com forward slash Vegetarian Zen. Absolutely. Okay. So in all my my t-shirt excitement i totally forgot to like finish the guess what <laughs> after the chicken butt anyway uh, oh i so, thought that was it i didn't I know, know there was, no, I there thought was that, more i didn't know there was a mean uh, this was a means to an end of something yeah was there was it. actually a reason for that uh <laughs> yeah i just it, it was more than just working my uh t-shirt into the episode michelle's going uh, uh she's okay. like all right whatever I'm not I'm not calling you again weirdos um, all right. So no, my, my point was, guess what? There are a ton of resources available for vegetarian freezer meals. That was my whole point. Uh, and you know, there are also a whole lot of resources that are out there to help people who are new to this type of, of cooking and food prep uh, to understand exactly what it is and how to become a pro at it. So, you know, I guess the first thing that we want to do then is kind of go over exactly what freezer cooking is. And <laughs> this is so funny. There's like an actual like, like definition. I mean, you, you go and you find like definitions of this. It's like, it doesn't even seem like it would be like a thing, right? But 
Here's what the website once a month meals, that's once a month meals.com. Here's their definition of uh, freezer cooking. And this is a quote. So uh, it said uh, freezer cooking is freezing meals or ingredients for a meal in order to make mealtimes easier, most often done in bulk. So you have a few meals at a time. Some start by simply doubling a recipe they're making, serving one immediately and freezing the second for later. The most cost and time efficient way, however, is to cook in bulk or once a month cook. Interesting. Right. So, and then the same website defines once a month cooking. So, apparently, this is a different thing. (laughs) Going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, once a month cooking or O-A-M-C. There's an acronym for as everything. As you often see it referred to, I know, right? <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Can I get O-A-M-C, O-A-M-C. on a t-shirt, please? Just to see what people say. What is that? <laughs> uh, so uh, once a month cooking is the act of shopping, prepping, and cooking all the meals you need for one month in one day. That sounds ideal. It does. That is a big problem this. for so we many people, this. including us. Yes. Okay, so basically, freezer cooking is bulk cooking on steroids. And if you're not familiar with bulk cooking, or what we use here anyways on the show to refer to as bulk cooking, is generally really just cooking extra ingredients. A lot of people do it on the weekends to last for the entire week so Mm -hmm. that they're not having to do that every day. That's when you make really bad choices, Mm -hmm. when we have to do it in the moment. I know we do. Yeah, oh, all the time. All right, so some reasons to practice freezer cooking. Uh, And they're, you know, they're really like kind of um, no-brainer reasons. But, you know, again, sometimes you just don't think of these things, right? You know what? Let's talk real quick. Right before, Larissa and I do a little bit of a dry run before we get into the podcast so we kind of know what we're talking about. And Larissa was talking a little bit about how she put this together. So I thought that was good so people would know kind of how you went about the research. In other words, we're not going to get really specific mm. into recipes. recipes. What we're going to do is just talk more generalized, but we we do want to, like, for example, what foods freeze well, which vegetarian mm-hmm. and vegan foods freeze well. Uh, and then we're going to have some links in the show notes to specific recipes. But then I also started doing some research on Pinterest uh, for boards on freezer cooking. And mm-hmm. voila, there's some links there too. So again, in the spirit of let us do the research for you, I'm happy to put together a board and start adding things to that to give you some ideas for specific recipes. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so now back to reasons. Okay, so, you know, when you anytime you can get things done, that you don't have to then that you then don't have to do on like a busy weeknight, say, uh, it takes some stress out of your life, right? So that's a big reason to do this is, you know, you'll be spending a lot less time if if you do this once a month, or even if you just do it like every two weeks or, or whatever, uh, you'll be spending a lot less time in the kitchen on weeknights or on weekend, you know, mornings when you go to have to take your kids to soccer practice or, you know, so you don't have time. So you'll have a lot more time around to, to focus on your family or focus on things that you want to do instead of being in the kitchen doing all this stuff every night. Yeah. And let's face it, when you don't have time or you run out of time, you make bad choices health wise, right? And so that's the second point we had is that you, I know we will easily pick up fast food 
even though if it's mm-hmm. vegetarian or vegan, it's still processed. Mm-hmm. It's highly processed. We eat much healthier at home. We both know that. But if we're running a short on time, that will impact the health of whatever it is. Or we, if we're tired. You know? Yeah. And you just don't want to take an hour to prep and then cook and then mm-hmm. clean up. And then, you know, you have to eat in there and the dog wants to be let out every two minutes. And, you know, it's just it's, it would be so much easier, right, for us if we had stuff in the freezer. So all we would have to do is the, the planning involved for, you know, everyday meals would be basically what do we want to have for dinner tonight? Take it out of the freezer, you know, the day before or the morning of and leave it in the refrigerator to thaw. I mean, that that's basically it. And then you just heat it up. Yeah, and then the third reason for for uh, practicing freezer cooking is to reduce food waste. Larissa and I are pretty good about grabbing things out of the grocery store that are healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't always eat them, though. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Because we didn't prep. Mm-hmm. So we have things that go to waste because we just we didn't do our due diligence and and uh, come up with some recipes and again the freezer cooking would really help because we didn't we would only have to think about it at one point in time for that particular week or month and then it's done Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, and I think that's good, too. It helps keep your, your refrigerator cleaned out because, you know, you, you go, like you said, you go and you buy all the produce you need to cook all of your meals, you know, for the next month. And then the only produce you'll have around the house is whatever fresh vegetables and fruits you want to eat as snacks, you know, basically. So not a whole just drawers full of stuff. Okay, so let's get into uh, freezer cooking basics. All right, so as we keep saying, planning is key. So first you want to invest some time in finding recipes that you want to make. And, it, you know, you don't have to, I would say simple is better. The, the more basic and simple the recipe, the better. And I, I think a lot of people might fall into the, the thinking or the, the uh, trap of, but I have to make something different for every night. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for no. sure. No, I mean, if you have, we've even toyed with the idea before of having like, you know, one thing that we have every Monday, like enchiladas on Monday and like um, Taco tacos Tuesday. on Tuesday and pizza on Wednesday. And so, you know, just having the same thing every week, you know, uh, and that would make it easier too, especially for, for freezing. Definitely. Uh, and then maybe, you know, every month you just rotate in different stuff, right? So you don't get completely burned out on it. Um, So then when you're looking for recipes, you want to try to find recipes that make use of some of the same ingredients. So that kind of lessens the amount of different ingredients that you have to pick up when you go shopping. Right. You can use some of the same, let's just say, squash enchiladas mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then squa- uh, steamed squash and rice and broccoli. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just right, up right. Uh, so, you know, and like you mentioned with rice, you can bulk cook rice so easily to use in dishes that you're going to freeze. So if maybe you find like three different rice, like a rice and beans and a rice uh, casserole and and something else, then you just cook, you know, you bulk cook um, a big pot of rice and then you use that in all those different things. Uh, And then also take advantage of seasonal produce that you can buy in larger quantities for less money. Yeah. Especially if you have a farmer's market around. Yeah. And it also gives you some variety, right? Because there's only certain things around certain times of the year and Mm -hmm. it gives you a little bit of variety and something to look forward to as well. That's true. All right. Before you begin cooking, make sure that you have enough of all of the 
of the ingredients in both your pantry and your refrigerator because there's nothing that is going to squash your momentum faster than being out of a key ingredient, you know? So that is, that is something you want to make sure you have like the staples, Staples, so like seasoning, vegetable stock, uh, or broth, uh, canned goods, flour, sugar, cornmeal, that kind of thing. Make sure you have that before you get started because you will... Make sure you have enough of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. I can't tell you how many times I've looked in there, just glanced and said, oh, I have a bag of flour. And then I get home, so I don't buy any. And then I get home and realize that there's like half a cup in there. But anyway, okay. So the next thing... The next thing is mine because I'm... All right. I love this stuff. Yes, get organized. Clear your cooking area for of anything that doesn't need to be there. If you're trying to work around the newspaper on the table and the bills on the table and all that sort of thing, I'm looking at you because you do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You put that on the table. Uh, You know, that's going to, again, mess with you. You're not going to want to, nobody wants to cook in that. You want to make it a very enjoyable experience for you. If you make it, if I don't know, I'm, I'm just of the mindset that Clutter around me just makes me feel overwhelmed and that you don't need that. Uh, Print out the recipes if necessary. Larissa uses her iPad. A lot of times Mm -hmm. she will have that up on a little stand. Yeah, Yeah, and with her notes. So I put, uh, I use Evernote to store recipes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look for common ingredients. You already mentioned this a little bit. So like rice, pasta, and figure out how much you will need to prepare for each recipe. So Mm -hmm. make sure if you have rice in a couple of recipes that you have enough for both. Mm Mm-hmm. And then prepare the dishes, bags, etc. that you will be using to freeze your foods. Again, very important because once you make it, you want to be able to have a place to put it. Right, exactly. All right, so the next tip is to start off slowly. So, you know, when you're new to this cooking method or any cooking method, you know, it's really best not to jump in with both feet. I mean, because if you... If you decide, okay, I'm going to do all of this for a month and and then you get overwhelmed, then you're just going to give up and you're going to feel, oh, I can't do it and I failed and, and you know, then you're, that's just going to set you up for never trying it again. So maybe the first time, just start out with maybe just a couple of recipes, you know, so do a couple of recipes all the way through, freeze them eat them, you know, and then say, kind of evaluate your process maybe and say, okay, well, I could have done this better or this worked great. And, you know, just make some adjustments and then do a little bit more the next time. I think that's probably the best way to get into that. That's a really good point. So many people get overwhelmed. It's just like going to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. In January, it's jam packed because people are saying, I'm going to go three times a week, four times a week. And that may be too much if they're not doing anything at all. So right. you can't go from zero to necessarily that in, in a sustainable way anyways. So even if you just say one time a week or two times a week, that can make that can help build up. So same thing with this. Right, right. All right. Now, this is something that I kind of touched on a little bit before, but you want to stick with simple recipes. You don't want to be cooking like Cordon Bleu three course meals and with 17 (laughs) ingredients and takes eight hours and yeah no i i wouldn't cook those anyway but um so dump recipes are great for freezing and before you make a face it's not what you think (laughs) and not you i'm talking about the collective i I didn't make a face no i'm talking about the collective (laughs) you you, out there (laughs) you driving in your car uh uh dump recipes so what that is is they're just basically recipes that 
you just have to dump all of the ingredients into a container and freeze it. And then when you're ready to make that meal, you just thaw it and then dump it all into a crock pot and then let it slow cook. So you don't even have to cook um, before you freeze it. You just, just well, throw and, it in there. Yeah. Uh, there may be a, like a, a few small things that you need to kind of par par cook or whatever, but but in general, no. I mean, you just kind of put everything in the bag, put the seasonings, whatever, and then freeze it and then dump and go. Um, soup and chili are a couple of examples of things that would work well like that. All right. So another tip is as you're prepping, do this. Think about packing in phases. So think of yourself kind of like a uh, what do you call it? Like a manufacturing mm-hmm. belt the or something. Assembly line. So chop all the veggies for the rest, like for all of the rest for all the recipes that you have at one time, and get those done with. So you're not constantly having to. And that also allows you to put away like the cutting board mm-hmm. or whatever certain materials that you might need for a certain things that you're doing certain phases cook all of the rice pasta etc that you'll need for all the recipes if possible i mean sometimes people don't have multiple pots or pans right, or whatever right. but if you can get the rice going in your rice cooker and something else going on the on the stovetop that might work for you uh, assemble each recipe and cook package all the recipes for freezing at one time label everything clean up last so this reminds me you're of gonna debate that last one i know Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, no, not necessarily. I'm a, but I am a. When I cook, it's usually I'm a clean as you go. Yeah. When after awesome. I cook, you come in the kitchen and go, "Holy cow! <laughs> what the heck?" Well, you do end here? up cleaning. You do clean up your mess, but to but me, not as I go. I wait it's until funny the because end. after I'm done cooking, you can't even tell I cooked. It's, I know right? everything's already washed or put away in the dishwasher or whatever. <laughs> Get that I, from my I grandmother. Get it from my grandmother. My grandmother. Did that. Well, they had a very small place to work in. My grandmother's kitchen was tiny, so she would always have to pick up stuff yeah. as she went. Must have picked it up from her. I get it from my grandmother, who is just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing, the next thing is uh, to be sure to include cooking instructions. So either on the package that you put in the freezer or like in a central location, like maybe a, a paper notebook that you keep in a kitchen drawer or in your your uh, iPad or your phone notes or something, something where you have it so you know what to do with it when you take it out of the freezer, like how long to to heat it, what temperature, um, anything else that you might need to know. And also make sure when you label it, put the date that you froze it because you don't want it sitting in there too long. All right. So let's talk about what types of foods freeze well. All right. So you, as already, we, you already talked a little bit about mm-hmm. some of them, like soups and chili. Right. Stews, curries, um, casseroles freeze well. And, you know, you wouldn't think that rice would freeze well. But, I mean, if it's if it's in a casserole, um, yeah, it, it does okay. Eggs, it's like scrambled eggs and things, not so much. They tend to get kind of gross. Yeah, um, I can't even imagine. If well, ever, if I ever, guess I can because I've had the breakfast, frozen yeah, breakfast before. I was just going to say, if you've yeah. ever had like a frozen breakfast that has like eggs, it's just they don't freeze well. I mean... At least I don't think so. Well, and a lot of times they're not even really eggs that are in some of those processes. That's true. All right. So uh, casseroles, uh, stuffed peppers would freeze well, stuffed pasta shells, vegetarian meatballs, lasagna, uh, veggie burgers, um, burritos, and also cooked pancakes and waffles. 
And I've done this before when, when I make waffles, I haven't made waffles in a long time, but you know, in the, in the waffle iron, um, it, it always makes way too much for just the two of us. So, but I'll go ahead and just cook all of them and then freeze them on a cookie sheet and then just stick them in a, a freezer bag. And then you just stick them in the toaster to warm them up. And they're I never knew you did that. Really? No, I didn't. I yeah. usually, we, I see them on the counter and yeah. like, a. A bag. Uh, an, yeah. Oh, yeah, a bag or something. Yeah. Well, you just let them cool and then I'll put them, okay. them in there. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about tips for using your frozen meals. All right. So you want to make sure that you thaw your um, your meals naturally. Uh, well, you can do it in the microwave. It's not preferable. But if you're going to thaw it, like, not in the microwave, make sure you put it in the refrigerator, not on the counter. Uh, because if you have, if you keep food on the counter like that, as it's thawing, the outer layers that are thawed first will start to um, develop, can can start to grow bacteria. Yeah. And you don't want that. I, did, I had not known that yeah. until recently. Yeah. So you don't want that. So put it in the, refri- the refrigerator and that means giving it enough time because refrigerator thawing can take 24 to 48, 48 hours, depending on what it is. So, you know, it might, and it might be an option to maybe like take all of your, your meals out for the week out of the, out of the freezer because they'll last a few days thawed in the refrigerator mm-hmm. once they've, once they've thawed. So that might be a way to do it. And you can also usually cook from frozen if you need to. So like if you're in a hurry and you didn't, you forgot to thaw something, you just need to add at least 50% more cooking time because it's going to have to kind of thaw that first before it actually starts really heating the food. All right. Well, I think that does it for our main episode. And again, the goal of this was really just to talk about some general guidelines and tips for freezer cooking, but we will have more specific recipes. And what I like about doing it the way we've just decided to do it is that as we come up with more recipes or find more recipes on Pinterest, I can start to add them to that board and it kind of keeps that uh, board fresh right Right. so new stuff coming in for sure yeah all right are we ready to move into the recipe of the week yes and this recipe came uh directly from a website that i was using for research for this so uh it's a freezer friendly recipe and that's why i used it instead of a, a peas and carrots recipe this week it's from one of our favorite sites we visit often uh, oh my veggies And it's a recipe for broccoli parmesan meatballs. And the reason that I think I was drawn to this is because it seems very similar to the broccoli patties that I make. I love the broccoli patties you make. She makes those with white rice and Mm -hmm. they're so good. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, (laughs) although, as we'll talk about in the next episode, I probably won't be eating as much white rice as I used to. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but that's another story. Uh, But no, these are, these are really good and they're, easy to make and they're basic and you just pre-bake them and then freeze them and then you can use them just like you would you know in pasta or in like meatball sandwiches uh and but they look really good okay so we're ready to move into the product of the week sure all right so this is you know we all know about the the glass canning jars right ball glass canning jars ball also makes a plastic freezer jar and Glass is great. I mean, I, I prefer glass to plastic, although with the new BPA-free plastics that uh, are around, well, I say new, but, you know, 
it can be a good alternative to glass in certain situations. And this can be one because the plastic jars are a little flexible. So when you're trying to get something frozen in a block out of a glass jar, there's no give, right? Mm-hmm. You can't squeeze right. that jar. <laughs> uh, well, you can, but you would end up with stitches, stitches. And, yeah. and blood in your casserole. So probably not a good Don't idea. Don't do that. Uh, but with the plastic, there's a little bit of give. You can push, you know, you can push it, you can manipulate it a little bit. But the other thing I like is that if you drop this, you're again, you're you're not going to end up with glass fragments in your in your food um, because it's not going to break. It's mm-hmm. plastic. And then uh, the other thing with glass is even ball glasses are tempered, so it's you can pour hot liquid into it. It's fine, but I still would worry about about it cracking in the freezer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for uh, sure. If you don't leave enough headroom, if you don't... I just... I would worry. So this is a good alternative. And they come in 8-ounce uh, and 16-ounce sizes. They're leak-proof. And so I think a, definitely a good alternative to glass for freezing. And we'll have an Amazon link in the show notes for you to uh, go check them out. All right. Full disclosure, that will be an affiliate link, meaning that Amazon will kick us back a couple of bucks for making the referral for them, uh, but it will be no extra charge to you. Right. All right. The question this week is, are you a fan of freezer cooking? And if so, what are your best tips, tricks, and even recipes? If you are wanting, if you want to comment, if you want to comment on this, please head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 238. You can leave a comment in the comment section under the show notes, or you can head out to Facebook at facebook.com forward slash vegetarianzen or RPs and Carrots Group, which is our closed Facebook group. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What up? (laughs) Thank you. Drop the ball. Oh man, I did drop the ball. You dropped the ball jar. (laughs) All right. uh, It is at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. When you get to that site, that uh, address, you will see a request to join with a couple of questions. Please answer both questions because we want to make sure that our community is kept spam free. So please make sure you answer those questions. So we know you are human and not a spammer, Ray-Ban pushing person either. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we will let you in. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.